We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. My camera's stuck, so we'll fix that here in uh, one minute. Good to be with you this morning. We will talk some uh, some football, some media being terrible again. Not really, but um, we'll discuss that. Brandon Dart taking to the, uh, the Twitter machine yesterday, the father of Jackson Dart, to um, show his displeasure with a headline, because I'm not sure he read the story, but a headline or a story from one uh, Jake Thompson with on three. So we'll discuss that today. Mike Bianco has a new contract. He is getting very well paid for uh, the Rebels national title run that happened in the month of June. Uh, Oscar Ashibway, big NIL news. Kind of a cool story with him as well. Kentucky basketball in the Bahamas. So those things and more coming up on the show. How do you, how do you pronounce it? It's, it's, it's I, thought it was, right? I thought it was just Sheboy. Oh, is it? Sheboy. Okay. I don't think, I will take your word for it. I if think you are the correct. T is silent. Sheboy. Sheboy. Oscar Sheboy. But I'm not positive. Is that what you want to go with? And I was asking. I wasn't yeah, cor- I, I, I wasn't, don't, I don't I wasn't correcting. I was wondering what I watch so much Kentucky basketball that it's very imprinted in my brain what his uh Well, I was just wondering if I had been I am very similar in this situation to the elementary school person like kid who reads things and then has no idea how to pronounce them because I've read his name seven million times because I actually read a good bit about Kentucky basketball, but I think it's Sheboy. Okay. But I'm not positive. All right. Oscar Sheboy is what we'll go with today on the uh on the show, show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the Exxon mobile app. You know you can download it. You know you get 10 bucks off at the pump when you do so. You can even take a picture of the QR code, and it will pop up right there for you when you uh, do that. Also, uh, they've got the ribs, wet, dry, other things in the hot case. Let them take care of dinner tonight for you. Maybe you're slammed. Maybe you don't have a lot of time to feed the kids. The Oxford Exxon Blue Sky location here in Oxford can help you with that. Call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go. And again, coming from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in <clears throat> Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop the quote around. Do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Hop into a Clark Ford today. Great product, great service. Uh, 
You know what I just say. They want to be your car guy. They want to be a truck guy. They'll prove it to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Ryan Brown will join us tonight on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. Great beer selection, full bar and more. Also, Rafters New Albany. And this weekend, head out. You get a margarita, a um, cold beer. Enjoy a snack at uh, Rafters on the Water out at Sardis. We're going to start. So much going on. I'm kidding. Kidding, kidding. Um, so. Cubs beat the Nationals yesterday. 4-2. Scored four in the seventh. Did they? Yeah, big win. They play the Field of Dreams Day game? Are they in it? Yes, tonight. It's Reds, Cubs, right? Reds, Cubs. Okay. We'll, we'll break that down here over the next 20 minutes. We'll have that on tonight. And I, we'll I, have I did uh, see Patriots, Giants tonight. Is it too. Patriots, yeah, Giants? Yeah. I did see, I guess, was it. Was it Joey Votto was putting thoughts about Field of Dreams and stuff out on Twitter yesterday? I think I saw that. You missed that? Uh, okay. I didn't see that. I'll have to check Because you know out. I bristle when I see him mention the movie. So I was like, I'm just going to stay in a good mood. I'm yeah. going to move on. I'm a, yesterday I'm a, I hammered Pop-Tarts. Today I can hammer Field of Dreams and piss everybody off. So we can go down the down the gamut of, of, of things I'm annoyed by here this oh, week. I was on surprised the, on the that yesterday's podcast rattled some people honestly i was super i had no idea that popped up that was like, not an intention you expected going no in. I, that popped up i was like really i'm very i'm just gonna tell people i'm very fast getting back to a place where i don't care what you think anymore i'm just gonna do what i want to do it's okay. it's my show your show <laughs> i'm just gonna I'm, I'm i'm getting really close to that spot anyway go ahead uh, well, I mean, we, we we are two bastions of proper behavior and health. So, I mean, we can we can look down on high at everyone below us here. I mean, this, I, I was if anything, <laughs> I really thought I was more making fun of myself than I was anything else. I mean, I, I I don't I don't think I was making fun of anybody. I was making fun of me. Yeah. Oh Lord! All right. So this is in reference to as we kind of break down exactly what happened yesterday because it is the biggest news of Ole Miss. They, they were at least we did not have access to anything yesterday, so there's nothing for us to talk about from a practice standpoint. They will scrimmage on Saturday. Correct. That is the next thing that is of importance, and what we will see as things uh, move forward here. So there, there, there's the fact that that's this is the main thing happening right now for Ole Miss athletics. So this is in regard to what you discussed yesterday. From Sokolov, correct? Yes. This is where this is coming from. John asked a question, and again, I think this is important to note. Lane Kiffin opened and closed his answer to that question with saying it's a fair question. And the question from John was essentially, man, I got a lot of thoughts on this topic. Well, let me set it up. That's what what I was going to do. Sokolov's question to Kiffin was, hey, I've, I've been out at practice and it looks like the quarterback competition's really close. Yes. Which is true. If you're watching every day, it looks really close. If you watch team, it looks really close. Okay? So he says, if it stays that way, which is a fair way to phrase that, if it stays that way, are you inclined to go with Dart because of um, – it might impact your ability to land another quarterback out of the transfer portal somewhere down the road. Obviously, Jackson Dart got a lot of attention in the portal, is getting a lot of attention since signing with Ole Miss out of the portal. And he's not the first person to wonder. He's the first person to ask Lane that I know to say, hey, if you don't go with Dart, does that hurt you in future 
portal endeavors. Mm-hmm. Because right now, I mean, the, the unspoken part of the, of the question was, right now, the big five-star high school quarterback is going for a, a, a rate that Ole Miss can't afford. Sure. Ole Miss, even if Eli Manning, Eli Manning, even if Arch Manning had wanted to come to Ole Miss, and he didn't, but even if he had, the NIL money was going to be an issue. It was going to be problematic. I think Jaden Rashada did want to come to Ole Miss, but Ole Miss couldn't do $9.5 million that Miami could. That was a problem. And nobody's faulting Jaden for taking that amount of money. I mean, come on, give me a break. Sure. So that was the question, and Lane's answer was? I well, have it. Okay, go ahead. Sure. All right, so, and, and this will dovetail into the one thing that I do think was incorrect here is the, it, Kevin's answer, at least part of it, I don't have the whole thing potentially, is that's a fair question. That absolutely have nothing to do with how we play players here. We've got tons of example over time. We don't care how many stars you are, where you're from, whether you're from Mississippi, whether you're not. He didn't say Mississippi, but that's what he meant. When I got here, I was down for playing the other quarterback. Um, so we don't look at anything that way. It doesn't matter where anyone came from or whether he played or how many stars he is. It will have nothing to do with whether he plays. Kiffin gives a really good answer there. It's no issue at all. And then he finishes at the end, but that's a fair question. Okay. Yeah. So this is so Jake writes the story, and again, we all write off each other all the time. There's no issue with using somebody else's question or anything like that. People ask that. No big deal. Okay. So where I do think there's a misrepresentation is I don't know if this is the actual headline of the story or the Twitter headline. Jake says, Ole Miss quarterback decision will be based on production on field, not recruiting hype. Kiffin never said the word hype. Nope. The word hype does have a negative connotation to some extent, and that was not something that Kiffin said. And that's not what – This is my only break for Brandon Dart. It's not what John asked either. Yeah, that was not – it was more portal-based than hype. Um, This is what happens when you take one press conference and feel like you have to turn it into 15 stories. This is what happens. This is why I hate that model, the clickbait model. You end up taking a quote, and you feel like you have to take that quote and turn that quote into a story. You have to stretch that quote as as far as it'll go for a story. Because you got to take the next quote and turn it into a separate story as opposed to being honest and going, look, it was a... What was that, a Tuesday press conference? It's a Tuesday press conference that's still 20-some-odd days away from the first game, five days away from the first scrimmage, that earlier in that conversation, Kiffin had already said, or maybe he was going to say it afterwards, that the scrimmage is really big. It's going to have more weight. So in other words, we're trying to, we're trying to determine a winner of a competition where they haven't even had the first round of votes yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lane basically said, yeah, look, these next two scrimmages, pretty big. They're going to determine a lot. Okay, we're not there yet. So, that's also the head. So, it was the Twitter caption or whatever, and then also the headline of the story. Brandon Dart, again, Jackson's father, comes in, quote, quote, tweeting the tweet. Stop, all caps, exclamation point. You do a little journalistic research, it's easy to see Jax is not about hype, exclamation point. Nobody knew he existed until his senior season, exclamation point. You can spin it all you want. All he does is produce, exclamation point. Kids work, kid works his ass off and is a gamer, exclamation point. The disrespect from, and then he tags Ole Miss football, 
media is nauseating exclamation point <sighs> okay number one when you lump all of everybody into one group that's you're already off to a bad start right if i say if i say all republicans all democrats all, Three of the worst words in anything are all, always, and never. Yes. All Mississippians. All eighth graders. If I do that, I'm already off to a terrible start. I'm not. Whatever I say after that is going to be factually wrong. Number one, I don't know who else has written about it. Um, in fairness to him, I do think there are some media outlets that cover Ole Miss that are all but outwardly cheering for Luke Altmaier because he's a Mississippi kid. I, I think that's fair. If you disagree, no, speak up. I, sure. I mean, I, I I think that's clear. But like we, for example, and I can't I can't go into all of it because I would be violating some privacy here. I don't know that anybody could make the argument that this media outlet has been disrespectful to either quarterback. Um, if we've hyped anyone, we've hyped Dart. Not necessarily trying to, but I mean, we have believed he has a higher potential ceiling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know stuff that's happened behind the scenes. I mean, we were involved with yeah. Dart stuff pretty early a while on. Ago. Yeah. I mean, don't know where that stands, but <laughs> I guess nowhere. I, I I don't know. Are Are you sure? I'm not sure. It may just anyway. It may just be waiting to see yeah, what happens. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But we went a long way down that road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long way down that road. And I and if we were being disrespectful towards Jackson, we wouldn't have even embarked on that journey. And sure. we, we, we traveled quite a long way on that road. Um so I don't know where that's coming from, the whole all, all the Ole Miss media. That's that's a pretty sweeping statement. Um it was a, it was a, it was an interesting reaction though because I read into that reaction a lot of frustration, uh, probably some tension. Look, there's a really important tight quarterback battle going on, and if Jackson Dart is not the starter, we can't read in the future. We don't know that a sprained ankle or anything could happen in the future. However, if he's not named the starter, they have to at least question: Do we make the right decision? Because Altmyer and Dart are the same age. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a right now problem. It's a long term problem. Yeah, it's it's it's. Look, let's just go down the road where Luke wins the job for a minute, okay? Sure. Say Luke wins the job, and Luke gets the benefit of those first four games to kind of get his feet wet. Sure. And then Luke has a big game against Kentucky with all the country watching it. And then let's say they beat Auburn. Let's get them to nine and three. Just for kicks and giggles, let's get Ole Miss to nine and three. And in, in, in Luke Alt for this scenario, in Luke Altmyer's first year as the starter, the odds of there being a legitimate quarterback competition next season slim. Not I mean not, no one would believe it, right? And if you're Jackson Dart at that point, you made a bad decision because now you. You can go down a level and play away, play right away, but if you want to play at the Power 5 level, you're going to have to sit a year unless they change these rules. Yeah, you'll need a waiver. One because talking to Tyler, and it, and it doesn't sound like this uh, no lim- 
unlimited transfers going to pass right now. Now, maybe it passes in a year. There's going to be pressure to pass it. And you're going to be able to file a waiver and school. In this scenario, and look, we're way down hypothetical land. Maybe he asks for a waiver and maybe Ole Miss goes, hey, here, here's a waiver. Go. I, I mean, but we're. That cart and horse. Yeah, yeah, carts and horses and stuff. But if you went down that road where Luke won the job and Luke played well, then yeah, sure. That's why this is a hard decision for, for Kiffin. And if you name Dart the starter and you're Luke and you watch Dart have a good season, you're in the portal. You're out. Because he could transfer someplace and play right away. Sure. He could call up Missouri or wherever. Wherever. So I mean, these this is it's tense. I I, I read tension into that. Sure, because otherwise, what difference? I mean, because I don't know what Jake wrote. Jake is Jake is is the least controversial person on the beat. I'm, I'm going to doubt that the story dove into a lot of hot takes. Right, it's pretty straight. And and Lane's quote, which is what they built it off of, didn't say much. Kiffin's quote said, oh, we're going to play the best guy. Okay. Weather at five. The only paragraph of the story, I have it up, that is even sort of whatever, is the former South Southern California quarterback hit the transfer portal and helped Ole Miss land one of the top transfer classes this past winter. The buzz quickly surrounded Dart. A former four-star quarterback is the guy to take the job from Altmaier with ease. I mean, I... Nationally, people believe that. Yeah. I, that's not incorrect. No, that is absolutely correct. I mean, you look at anybody who's doing the list of either transfer wins or ranking quarterbacks for the season, and Jackson Dart is almost always the Ole Miss quarterback in those lists. Well, I told you. Uh, Mitchell. Mitchell Forty put out that list yesterday of, you know, top ten SEC transfer portals for a potential impact. And he had Jackson Dart number two. Yeah, Jake follows it up. Selecting Dart as QB1 based solely on all the hype, attention, and buzz would be a way to show future quarterback prospects to have a real shot at playing as soon as they get to Ole Miss. With a tightly contested quarterback battle on his hands, Kiffin's not going to take the easy way out in picking a starter. Yeah, I don't like hype. That's really my only real issue here. I don't like turning that quote into a story. Yeah. Honestly, that's – but that's the on three – that's their deal. That's what they do. They – it's it's – Quantity. Quantity matters because they're it's a click based deal. I'm not making fun of anybody at the Ole Miss Spirit. I swear to God I'm not. It, it just it's it's a different business model. I took that quote and worked it into a notebook. And didn't make it the headline. I mean I kind of headlined with this Kiffin says the scrimmage is going to be carry more weight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the buzz was not as nationally prevalent for Altmeyer as it was for Dart's recruitment last January, but the former did flip his commitment from Florida State to Ole Miss off of Kiffin's overtures. That's, I mean, this is what the story is. There's nothing to it. It's fine. And Luke was a highly ranked quarterback. That's the thing here. Luke Altmeyer was the very first recruiting visit that Lane Kiffin made when yes. he took the Ole Miss job. He flew to Startville, remember, and he took a picture of the Startville airport, and everybody was like, oh, he's trolling Mississippi State. It's like, no, he's not. He's recruiting a kid that's, that's, that's from Startville. He immediately wanted to get a quarterback, and that's the one he wanted. That is the quarterback they wanted in that class. I remember because it was all the that January and February pre-COVID, that was Luke Altmeyer was the guy they talked about. 
He was the guy they wanted. And at the time, he was committed to Florida State, and a lot of people thought he wouldn't flip. Right. Because they were bringing in other quarterbacks too. But if you talk to anybody over there, and I did, because that was back before COVID shut the world down, they would tell you, yeah, the one we want is Altmaier. And there was one other kid that they really liked too, and I can't remember for the life of me. But they, the one that they really liked was Altmaier. So the idea that Luke is just some kid that's on the roster, that's just not true. No, highly rated quarterback with a lot of options. He did. He flipped from Florida State. Kiffin showed him attention. Wanted him. I mean, this it's why from the very beginning, I mean, I it is a logical conclusion for anyone to go, hey, Dart, well, as I said yesterday, Dart would only transfer if he believed he was going to be the starting quarterback. But this is so different than most ready-made situations for transfer quarterbacks. I mean, this is unlike anything else in the most part of the country in this situation. Like I said, Spencer Rattler is not competing for the job at South Carolina. No, it's Keaton Slovis knew he was the quarterback at Pitt. Yeah, I mean, look, and the guy who this t- is close. And the guy who told me this is Brandon Dart. I mean, Jackson waited till the reason it took so long is Jackson was holding out hope that Caleb Williams was going to go elsewhere so that he could stay at USC. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Oklahoma was an option for Jackson Dart, but they were going to play Dil- uh, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. You know, Dylan had played at UCF with Levy. They know each other. He knows the offense. It's an easy transition to run Levy's offense at Oklahoma. I mean, it is. It's not to bring Jeff Levy into the conversation and get anybody all worked up, but, I mean, that, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So had, had Jackson Dart elected to go to Oklahoma, in all likelihood, this would have been a year where he would have, I guess, redshirted, for lack of a better word. Again, a reminder, he's 19. He'll be 19 the whole season. It, where he would have played a year behind Gabriel, and the hope there would have been Gabriel played so well that he would have gone pro. Two things to take from this. It's like you said, it's a close competition. There's tension. There's nervousness. There's probably some anxiety built up around. I think there was a release of that in some ways. And then two, especially look, especially if Jackson is the starting quarterback, stay off Twitter. That's the advice for any parent is yeah. stay off Twitter. I know it's hard. I get it. I have, I have two rules. There's about. not a positive that can come from it. Two dad rules. Yeah. Don't tweet about it and don't go to practice. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't, just don't go. Don't go. Yeah, I, I never think, hey, you know what? I'm going to wake up this morning and Neil's going to blow up Hunter Crane on Twitter this morning. Just going to blow him up. There's I a mean, zero just... chance. There's a zero <laughs> chance. I mean, because what he did yesterday is being a dad, but but he didn't help his son at all. He created a distraction for his son. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that's like, I mean, for me, I mean, look, do I do I hope Carson starts? Of course. So I hope he is the best player on his team, gets all state, all that stuff. Of course, I can have no control over that. So if I show up at OHS at an hour early to watch them practice, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm just providing a distraction. Yeah. That's why when I go to his, I go to his club practices, Chase, and I just walk the track. I don't watch. I, number one, I I used to not know what I'm watching. I kind of do now, which makes me even more dangerous. So yeah. now I watch even less than I ever used to watch. Yeah, don't even tempt it. No. Don't even tempt it at no. that point. So, 
All right, continue the conversation. Second, First Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-B at communitymtg.com. We're brought to you by The Rogue. Uh, Luke tweeted, Luke Abney, I should say, tweeted last night. They've got a lot of their national championship gear back in stock. So if you're in Jackson, stop by 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. And if you're not, go to therogue.com. They've got a lot of the um, really cool uh, polos and such. It was good-looking stuff. Good-looking yeah, so. stuff that's uh, back in stock. They sold out at first. So they're back. I don't know how long that'll last. Beats me. So uh, go check it out. We're also brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. You're looking to diversify, or you're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule. MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy uh, Ludecki guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has a ton of uh, experience with franchise and business ownership that he can lean on, that you can lean on. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate your pay, you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Solutions RX is a uh, probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside uh, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medications, they typically can cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support. They've got all sorts of other uh, vitamins and supplements and things. Uh, I'm taking a few of them. I feel better than I've felt in a long time. So a lot of that is due to that. SolutionsRx.com. Go there. Enter the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. We're also brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb. Uh, they custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, your ATV, your storage shed, your barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Holcomb makes it happen. In-house financing is available. There's also free delivery, uh, free setup within 75 miles of Holcomb. 662-226-2233 or check them out on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. About what three and a half weeks from the uh, the opener? You're not competing for a quarterback job, but you are probably starting to think about your tailgate. Get in touch with Seven South Submit a request. Lock in a tailgating package for this fall. They provide a level of service like none other. Their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels. It shows. If you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. It's your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. The service is fully customizable to accommodate anything from the most basic to turnkey tailgating. Again, 7SouthTailgating.com. Speaking of tailgating, time to get your catering done from Johnston Hill Creamery. That's JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Go to their Instagram page. You'll see plenty of different items, including some of their sandwich specialties their lunch menus, and more. But we're going to talk about tailgating today. We'll be in the grow before you know it, as Neil just said. Three great packages to take care of you, one that feeds 10, 20, or 40, depending on whatever suits you. Everything from great dips and jellies to uh, large specialty trays. Those can be everything from artisanal cheese that they make in-house every day to grazing or charcuterie, which is my favorite, to assorted sandwich trays. They've got sh- uh, fruit trays with cheesecake dip. That is a huge favorite. They do crudite, and they do plenty of desserts, including cookies and brownies. 
They arrange it, make it look all good, give you disposable utensils, and have you ready to eat there in the Grove. So to find out more on that, that is email with uh, cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. You know, it, it's a distraction, but it also was just taken away from, well, yes, look, Kiffin, you and I were talking about this on the phone last night. He just wants to win, period. Win games. That is yeah. what matters to Lane Kiffin above all else. Is what, what What is required to win the most games now and later for multitudes of reasons? Mainly it's his job. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, you could delve into that for so many reasons, but bottom line is Lane is all about winning. Everything still is about winning, however you want to put yeah. motivations on that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not going to play. Now, from an outside standpoint – you know, it's not even really the hype or the recruiting buzz. It, it's it's a portal, and then B, if one player over another has a ton more nil money, which is what we've always talked about. I mean, those are the two things where you at least wonder could that influence decisions, and it's what made John's question good, and it's why I think Lane gave a very honest answer because at the end of the day, you're not going to not play the better quarterback because of those factors. You just deal with those factors as they are. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's much to do about nothing. You're just causing bigger problems by even it coming up. Um, now, is it a huge problem or distraction? Probably not. I don't think this is something that's going to create turmoil inside the locker room for a week or anything like that. It's not going to affect Saturday scrimmage, but it is something that at least they had to deal with yesterday. Well, it's something that you wonder, does it get talked about in the locker room a little bit? Do guys talk about it? Or guys, It's no big deal. This isn't going to stop them from beating Troy on September the 3rd. <laughs> no. But it's there. Like I said, I mean, it's... I just took it as a sign that there's some tension. That's all. And I get it. I get it. Well, no, I completely get the tension. That that makes you 100% know, sense. I mean, you love your kids. You love your kids more than anything in the world. There's, it's why sometimes I tell people that are like dads, you know, we, this happens at least at least once every year, a dad will reach out complaining about stuff on the message board and i will always say hey look i get it i mean i hate to run you off as a customer but you probably just don't need to be there it's just not a safe space we have had some parents on the board who have understood what it's like on bad days when things go weird and they have been able to completely coexist with no issues and they just go away when it's whatever and they come back during happy times and they're yep. they're great. We have yep. had some that have been fantastic. Yep. But that takes a very, very certain skill that I understand. Yeah. But the answer to that is just go away. Don't, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Look at me. Saw it during this past baseball season. I mean, they're fighting with former players. I mean, players, parents. Like, it got – look, the Internet's a cold, dark place when things aren't going well. So, you know, it's emotional. It's there's, there's stuff there. It's, it's no, I mean, it's it's, 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 it's. I get it. I would want to read everything that was written about my son until I got to a point where I'm like that. I'm not doing myself any favors here. But I 100 percent understand it. And the word hype, that was the wrong word, and he put that word in the headline. Mm-hmm. And Jackson will tell you, because we've talked to him about it. I mean, he bristles. a big part of his story was that nobody knew who he was after his junior year. He was a late bloomer. He was a guy that, or certainly a late attention getter, 
USC moved on him at the end. I mean, I think for the longest time, he, he was more of a baseball prospect than he was a football prospect. Mm-hmm. It's the understanding that I have. I don't, sure. I don't know that. Yeah, he came, I mean, not I mean, nowhere, but yeah, no, he took the huge climb basically into his last season. Yeah. Cole's asking for the love of, can someone explain to me what happened? You're, you're just going to have to go catch up, Cole. We, we just spent. Uh, go read Brandon Dart's Twitter account. Yeah. And then you'll be able to come back and go from there. But, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of moms and dads that are hanging on every word right now, hoping that their son wins a starting spot, wins playing time, wins a yeah, spot in the It's not just quarterback. No, it's everywhere. I mean, they, you know, it's, we say this all the time, and people get kind of irritated at it, and I sort of understand it, but they're not football robots. They're people. And they've got families and stuff, and it's emotional, and there's a lot of pride involved and a lot of egos involved. And to get to this level, to play at this level, you've got to have a certain amount of ego, and the people around you have a lot of ego as well. Oh. <sighs> Anything else on the topic? Are you done? Are you no, exhausted? I'm good. Yeah, I think I think we've worn it down. You good? No tributary you want to spin off of? I mean, no, yes, but no, it's not worth it. Okay. I would like to think that you and I would have seen that and one of us would have said, why are you using the word hype? Yeah, it's not the word. All right. I, I, I do hate. No, I I don't really know Jake. I'm not buddies or anything. I do kind of hate that he if he yeah I I hate that he took the shrapnel. If he's the one taking any kind of a beating, I sort of hate yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's not really fair. Um, Jake does a lot of work and tries to stay out of the fray. Someone there could have helped him a little bit. That's my yeah. point. With hey, why are we why are we turning this into a story? But mm-hmm. but everybody does that now. I mean, there's 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 a lot of that. Hey, let's turn everything into a story. Someone said something, let's make it a story. Someone wrote something, let's make it a story. Let's all the attribution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I literally have to turn my phone off. I mean, <sighs> just silence that particular notification. I'm just turning the phone off. Go ahead. Uh, the only other Ole Miss thing really happened yesterday. Mike Bianco agrees to a new contract, one where he's uh getting paid pretty handsomely in the uh, in the process. Mike is now the uh, highest paid coach in the country at a public school, the second highest paid coach in the country behind Vanderbilt's Tim Corbin, whose uh, salary is not publicly known, but most people think it's somewhere around the two point one range has been the, yeah. the kind of the industry fact on that, if you uh, if you will. But Vanderbilt, being a private school, does not have to disclose that. Mike uh, is back out to four years, as would be pretty obvious here. Um, that is the state-mandated maximum. That has, that, that has nothing to do with a story. And his base compensation, $1.625 million for uh, these four seasons, or that's how it averages out. I don't really know. We did not get that specific. And kind of like his contract is now, there's not a ton of negotiation regarding um, raises and that like. You know, Keith... It's an it's an interesting just a little quick backstory of kind of what they've done. You know, after when Keith was the interim AD in nineteen, he did not extend Mike after the game three loss to Arkansas in the super regional. 
he kept his contract where where it was. And then after 2020, when COVID canceled the season and they were 16 and one or 17 and one or whatever it was, um, he did push him back out at that point. And then last year, after the super regional loss to Arizona and all the LSU stuff came about, Keith also pushed him back out to four at that point as well. But he changed the structure of the contract during the course of all this. You know, Ross had given Mike the – I understood at the time why he did it, but the crazy part of his contract where any bonuses that Mike got automatically got added to his base salary in the years moving ahead. Well, Mike kind of did the one thing that made that a really strange contract by hitting every bonus except the College World Series. So you have somebody that runs up the pecking order that is all you guys are well-versed on. All of a sudden you look up and he's top five, top six, top seven highest paid coach in the country. you got all the College World Series buzz around the one for 21 and all that kind of stuff. And it created a strange contract. So Keith changed that in the last couple of years to – only give him bonuses on essentially super regional wins, super regional appearances, college world series games, things like that, that made it more difficult to get big raises in that structure. That remains the structure in place right now is again, his, uh, his annual compensation one, six, two, five. And then he gets raises for these. He gets a $35,000 raise. If he gets a super regional appearance, he gets a $50,000 raise with a college world series appearance and a $100,000 raise. If he wins it again, and then just from an annual incentive award, he has the things you would expect. Wins the West, 15000 regular. So when are we putting him back on the hot seat? What are we doing? It's going to be a minute. And what are we um, doing? What I find interesting, though, um, real quick, somebody asked this. He gets a $400,000 bonus for winning this year, and that remains the bonus in the future as well. So he got an extra four hundred grand for winning the College World Series this year. Good. They probably wrote that check without any issue. Good time um, to be him. It's a good time to be Mike, yeah. Um what I found interesting is, you know, in fall of 19, I asked Mike, I said, how long, much longer are you want to do this? He was on this podcast, and he said about 10 years is what he had in mind if he could have his own druthers in, in the fall of 19. He made a joke about not waddling out there like Wayne Graham did from Rice at the end of his career. Mike's a very healthy 55-year-old, um, still pretty energetic, or still really energetic, actually. Um, I wonder if that's changed because I found – this interesting now it's the first time i think he's ever had this in his contract and it doesn't necessarily mean anything but it kind of does he has career wins milestones in his career with pretty hefty bonuses as this thing goes that i think in some ways are playing out like a longevity bonus that if he'll just hang around they'll keep paying him because he's going to hit a lot of these numbers is essentially what what i'm going for here because right now mike bianco has pulling it up at Ole Miss, he has 862 wins right okay. now. He's the third highest all-time winnings coach in SEC history. Now, he does have Corbin and Van Horn kind of on his heels. There's three of them that are sort of in the same range. But I think Mike's like 20 wins ahead of Corbin and maybe 50 or 60 or 70 ahead of Van Horn All right. at this uh, at this point. Who are the two in front of him in career? Skip? So, Ron Polk and Skip. Okay. That's, that, that's where it is. And that's kind of where I'm getting at here that I find interesting because – He's only 16 away from Bertman. So he's going to pass Skip this year, this coming season. If not, it's going to be whew, going to be a rough message board. <laughs> 14 and 50 or so, or 40 is a problem. So, um, which will be a huge day for him because he sees Skip Bertman as a second father, essentially. He, they are incredibly sure, close. Um, he's, he, it, so it, the 900th win, which he has a chance for this year, but they need a really good season. He had 38 wins to get there. Yeah. Um, $125,000 extra for that one. Okay. And then here, win 1000 at Ole Miss, $250,000 bonus. 
win 1100 at Ole Miss, $250,000 bonus, become the winningest SEC baseball coach ever, $250,000 bonus, and career win $1,200, $250,000 bonus. What I find strange about that a little bit is that Polk is at twelve eighteen. Right. So he can make $500,000 extra in a season just by winning a 19-game period right there. So that would be staying another seven years probably, eight I mean, years. He said he averaged 40 wins just for the hell of it. Sure. Yeah, he needs 300 and something wins, so do some math. I mean, it's, eight years. It's eight, yeah, it's eight, nine wins actually, eight, nine years. He would need another – he would need – to guarantee it, Mike would break the all-time SEC winning as coach thing as long as Van Horn or Corbin didn't outlast him and win more games when he was, give or take, 64-65, which is very doable should he choose to do that. I'm going to guess he does not coach that long. That's my wonder here. I wonder – I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to. I'm God, I'm having enough time with him right now. I haven't asked him this. I'm curious how that has changed because – Two things. A, winning a title. Because winning a title changes your legacy hunting if that matters to you. Sure. And then two, I mean, he made a joke about this. He's got some other kids that are still kind of home in the middle of their vagabond trying to figure out what they're doing. But he's got all the kids out of the house. Catherine's going to be a freshman at Ole Miss. He's figuring out what he wants to do with this next stage of his life with the kids going. I mean, you're aware of thinking about that some for yourself. I mean, like, oh, yeah. I, I think about it a lot. I, I, that, that, that is a way, though. But my point is... Mike Bianco without a title, and he breaks Polk's record. It's it's a little flat. You sure. stayed a long time somewhere, couldn't quite get it done. Look He's got the all the Omaha stuff. Look at all the that shots stuff. people take at Charles Barkley. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of that stuff in this. Um, because Polk has sort of the, hey, I hate the NCAA, and seen as this kind of revolutionary through college baseball, sure. despite him not winning a title. Sure. He finished third maybe a couple times, but whatever. And... Mike, though, now that he has the title, that changes everything from uh, if you have a title and you're the all-time winningest coach, suddenly you're Mount Rushmore. Yeah. There's a whole different – that one season changes everything if you do want to legacy hunt at that point. Yeah. And I found that kind of fascinating. So, it's interesting. Yeah, Corbin at 841. He's 13 behind Mike, and then Van Horn is 58 behind Mike. 58, yep. I was trying to do math. Corbin would be the problem here if he hangs on, but I don't think he's hanging on. Now, he might do it at a different SEC school, but I do not think Corbin outlasts Mike at Vanderbilt. I don't. No, I think Corbin. I think this is a Van Horn-Mike race before it's a Corbin-Mike race. Although Corbin could switch schools. Well, I said, if that happens now, it's it's cooking. It's cooking. The one that I floated the other day, he'd win a few games. Um, he'd be a horse there. <laughs> How old's how old is Dave Van Horn? Yeah, I guess I need to look that up. I mean, Van Horn's been in Arkansas since because he was at Nebraska for a long time, right? He was. Yes, that is uh, that is correct. Dave Van Horn is. I guess he's like fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty one years old. Sixty one. So he's he's getting a little longer than in the tooth than Mike is. Yeah. And then Tim Corbin is. Like you wonder if you wonder if he's literally just hanging on to hunt for a title because that's all that's left. Corbin's 61 too. Isn't that interesting? Because Corbin looks younger than he does. Mike. I would have guessed younger. So do, I guess here's the question. Does Mike coach longer than either one of those two at this point and guarantee it? And Mike's 55? I mean, he's 54 to 56. I think he's 55. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, look, Mike's in better health today than he was 10 years ago. Yeah. 
Mike is 55 years old. He turned 55 on May 3rd. Okay. So he'll play most of the season at 55 next year. Look at us tying this together. I think that's Jackson Dart's birthday as well. I think he, is it really? I think he's a May 3rd. So my hunch is that, <laughs> look, Mike's definitely going to hit 1,000. He's definitely going to pass Skip. I think that's the one that matters to him maybe in a way more than Polk, although once you start chasing number one, that matters a lot. Um, I mean, Mike's a prideful guy. You know. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, not a negative. Just No. You don't get to that level without having some <laughs> ego. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you can't really be indifferent at that point, can you? And no, I mean, you know, I, I I don't know what. Again, I mean, I life. Some people change a little bit when they get older and they win a title, and suddenly you're established. And some people it it, it turns the desire meter up. I, I don't know what it'll. Do I think it's going to take the edge off of him, where he's actually better and more effective. Could be. I think that damn monkey has been so strong for so long that it gone. I mean, I was talking. I mean, he thought he was going. You know, I'm not getting down a big Mike Bianco rabbit hole today. Nobody really cares. He thought it was going to be easier when he took the job. He'd been at LSU where they did nothing but freaking win when you've got the system and Skip Bergman's thing. And he got here, and it's been freaking hard. Sure. And I think that finally getting it, I think there were probably days he woke up and went, what's my career if I don't win it? That's not what I had planned. That's not – it's been hard to even get there. There's been a lot of edge off. A lot of edge off. Sure. So, I mean, it'll be a completely – It'll be a completely different baseball season from a coverage standpoint because we won't have that. It's just a season. Just a season. When you lose a game, it's just because you lost. It doesn't mean that the world came crashing down. I mean, I'm sure there will be some people yeah, who sure. hang on to that because they just don't know how to let it go. But Yeah, that's not the point There anymore. is no hot seat next year. There's no. There's not even a seat. No. <laughs> so stop. I mean, there will be people that try to do that and we'll be like, eh, you got, they lost a series. They got swept, whatever. I mean, yeah, we'll, it happens. We'll, yeah. A couple of things on the contract in a second. First, Northeast Spark, NESPORC, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESPORC.com, 662-238-3159. Phone servers, parental controls, network security, and more. So give them a call, and they will help you out. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Go to uh, deadsoxy.com, grab some of the no-shows, grab some of the stuff off of clearance, or grab some of the uh, kind of Ole Miss-themed socks as you get ready for football season. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 25% off of uh, your order. Best socks you put on your feet, deadsoxy.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. Might want to grab some of those in time for that first big tailgate. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC, is owned and operated by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop and so much more. ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for 
the last three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, everything. They've got it. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LammonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have hand-raised guys tonight. I almost hate to jinx it, but I, I, I'm i 90-something percent sure I have fixed our Skype issue. Uh, it's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you uh, live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Martin Palomo and I will have a uh, Mind on My Money a little later today. That's brought to you by Pinnacle, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area with one call. You can get your medications transferred over to G&M for one of the big, big box pharmacies. They also are located again in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. And with their uh, med packs, they individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. Morning pouch, afternoon pouch, maybe great for parents or, again, somebody who just needs a little extra attention to make sure they have the medicine they need when they need it. Again, that's 662-236-2222. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So 
Uh, the other thing, um, which will be, I don't know, I think the amount of salary is somewhat relevant because you're trying to keep them in future years. Um, Ole Miss also giving two-year contracts to Carl Lafferty and Mike Clement yesterday. Uh, two years is the going rate for assistance in baseball. You don't really see three-year deals, so that is uh, that's that that's good. That's not prohibitive in any way. Um, the salary pool for Ole Miss is two assistants. I, together, I don't know what they're individually making, but together it's somewhere around six hundred seventy-five, six hundred eighty thousand dollars. You could assume they're going to be pretty similar to even because they sort of handle things evenly um, from the the structure of the staff from that standpoint. And I believe that is number four nationally in total pool. Um, I know this is no shock to anybody, but LSU leads that because they're just paying everybody right now. Um, they are throwing more money into baseball than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. So, yep. Does it work? Throwing a lot of money know. into we'll basketball, see. too. Maybe they're just throwing a lot of money. Throwing a lot of money into Maybe basketball. Maybe there's no predicate. They're just throwing a lot of money. South Carolina's starting to throw a lot of money into basketball. Really? Uh, Kentucky and Arkansas, of course, are like top five in the country in terms of NIL with basketball. The whole just wish basketball away strategy is not a good one. Auburn, Alabama. It's... You're adding Texas, which is a pretty good basketball program. Oklahoma's a solid basketball yeah, program. Sure. You, you you better figure it out, in my opinion. I think the whole strategy of, oh, well, we just can't. I think that's just flawed, I mean, badly flawed, philosophically flawed. Because you can, too, though. It's also just incorrect. Yeah, I, I think you have to. Yeah. I think you have to make men's basketball a priority. At an SEC school, my opinion, I'm, I I don't think there's an option. I think you sit in that room and you go, "We have to do this. Find it. Let's figure it out." Whatever that needs to. Look Whatever like. that, this is the market we're in. This league. This is we, 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 if we're going to play with the big boys, then let's play with them. Find a figure it out. The whole, well, our fans don't really care. I don't care. So what? That has nothing to do with it. Let's figure this out. Accepting being at the very bottom of the barrel is not, would not, in my world, would not be an option. What does that, what does that take? I, I don't know. It's not my world. I don't. I yeah. don't live in that world. But if I did live in that world, I would be figuring it out. I mean, you got to go find the money somewhere. If SMU can do it, you can figure it out. I mean, I, I'm just being honest. You figure it out a way to give a base pay or something like that. I mean, are you ever going to be able to compete with Kentucky in that regard? No. Um. You're right. You do have to figure out a system that gets these kids some level of whatever your max is. Now, also, SMU can outdo anybody well, if sure. they want to. That's but, not, but, but the point is is that there there is a way. Yeah. The whole, well, we just can't do it. You're in the SEC. And I'm not saying Ole Miss has that attitude because they don't. But you, you, you get that. There's a lot of that, well, you know, I, I don't want to do basketball because that, it, it, that needs to go to football. No, you got to do all of it. The the, the 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 three sports have to be attacked when you're in this league. So the whole, I mean, like the criticism people are doing of LSU, I'm like, well, what's what's wrong with what they're doing? I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. 
I know what they did in the past, but right now what they're doing is not wrong. They, they're creating NIL revenue, and uh, they're going to rebound quickly in basketball, and they're going to be a force in baseball, an absolute force, and Brian Kelly's going to win there in football too. And so you look at it and you go, well, that's what they're doing. Makes sense. It's not shocking that Scott Woodward's school has decided no one's going to buy a guy that we're doing yeah. this. Yeah. There's nothing about that is even a little bit shocking. You mentioned it. Find it. One second. Do this. Um, Oscar Sheboy, speaking of NIL, basketball. It's a... It's a really fascinating story all the way around. I mean, even just beyond it being an SEC story or anything else, what this uh, guy who was a national player of the year last year is uh, is doing. So Kentucky's in the Bahamas right now doing one of their early things, like kind of like Ole Miss did. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it it's consists a, of. But. I put this in 10 thoughts last week. There's a bunch. Ole Miss already did theirs, but there's a bunch of SEC schools this week that are overseas playing in tournaments and such. So he's – Playing on a student visa, which allows him to be in the United States and playing basketball, and because of that, there's not a ton or as much that he normally could do stateside from an NIL standpoint. There are restrictions on, I'm assuming, how he collects money or anything else or anything along yeah, those lines. I a don't, visa issue. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, so because of that, he does not have those restrictions internationally. Um. And he has NIL obligations every day in the Bahamas. He's doing all sorts of stuff. He's got everything from photo shoots and ad reads, merchandise signings, did promotional work for four different companies before he even unpacked his suitcase the day he got into the Bahamas. He has 2,000 Tops trading cards and other memorabilia. He's got a sign over the course of this. And then the staggering number, he's supposed to make about $500,000 in seven days while being over there which will also push his total NIL earnings to date at $2.75 million. Yeah. This he made about 20 bucks a month in apparel sales in the U.S. using a loophole. Shibway is one of those real interesting guys because the NBA doesn't love him. Um, I think in next year's draft, he's sort of projected as a second-round pick. Could be a two-way guy. A lot of what he does at the college level that makes him such a dominant player is just sort of par for the course in the NBA as for a big. He's cashing in on his he's frankly, he's what NIL was sort of built for. A guy who's a superstar at a big time program like that. And he's cashing in on his um on his value while he can. No, in a lot of ways, he's the prototypical NIL athlete. Because, look, obviously Kentucky paid him to come here, but since he's – I mean, he was not NIL-induced to show up. And now he's just using his abilities to make yeah. a crap ton of money. Yeah, I mean, they – he wasn't producing anything at his old stop, really. Goes to Kentucky and give him credit, give Calipari credit. They figured it out, made it work, and you know the rest. Sheboy's applied to change his visa status that will – grant him international, basically celebrity status, and allow him to make cash in the U.S. like you would wherever else. His odds for that, I have no idea. But he's an interesting case. It's Kentucky, although most top picks are at least at big schools. Is this a blueprint for what these top-level college basketball guys can make during their limited time in college? Yeah. Is this a similar map for yeah, that? Yeah, look, if you're going to be a lottery pick, 
it makes no sense to go, no, no, I'm going to stay in college and collect $2 million because you're going to get more than that in the lottery like in a, overnight. But, yeah, if you're going to be a late first-round pick, you start thinking about it. And if you're going to be a second-round pick, if you're a star at one of these programs, you you might ought to cash in because a second-round contract is not guaranteed in the NBA. You can get cut and out, and now you're, you're scrapping for money in, in Europe. That's the change. If you're a young guy and you're going to be a second-round pick and you've got a chance to be a star at your college level, like Drew Timmy, for example, yeah, sure, he elected to stay. You know he'll be a big he'll be a big star there. Everybody knows him. He'll be a guy that is a has been a, a very familiar face on the college basketball circuit for years now at a really high profile program. His teammates the last two years, Jalen Suggs and then Chet Holmgren were both. I guess what Suggs went fourth and Holmgren went second. Both of those guys would have been absolute idiots to stay in college when you can go that early and make the kind of money they were going to make. Kyle, thank you for the super chat. Better show, hotter star, bewitched, or I dream of genie. This is your time period. Um, I think I dream of genie is a better show. And that was Barbara Eden and I dream of genie, right? Sure. Again, your your to, your area. Let me let me look up Bewitched a little bit. I'm trying to remember it. I, I remember the show, but I can't remember the name of the. That is a good point, Life. Oscar Chiboy has uh, he bought it his for his first purchase while the money was buying his mother a house, and then he is trying to uh, send kids to college in the Congo. Is what he is doing with some extra income from that. Elizabeth Montgomery played Samantha in Bewitched. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. I dream of genie on both. Okay. Bewitched is where they changed Darren, right? It was a different actor after like the season yeah. or two. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's what I thought. For sure there. Yeah, because Barbara Eden back in the day, that was a fastball. It was Jacob deGrom. <laughs> when was that show on? In its actual run? I Dream of Jeannie. It's funny I can answer this. Here we go. Uh, I Dream of Jeannie had... Um, 139 episodes over five seasons. It debuted in September of 1965. It went through May of 1970. But then it made all of its popularity in syndication on like WTBS. Right, of course. Yeah, sure. Have you followed or did you follow yesterday some of the claims in this Kobe Bryant photo case? No. Fill me in. Um, reading the Associated Press here, they're in, they're in a court case right now over the photos and and whatnot. And, an institutional this is the lead from the Associated Press. An institutional cult, quote culture of callousness led Los Angeles County deputies and firefighters to shoot and share photos of the remains of Kobe Bryant and other victims of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed the Lakers star, his 13 year old daughter, and seven others. A lawyer for Bryant's widow told a jury on Wednesday. Bryant's attorney, uh, Louise Lee, told jurors in the opening statement in U.S. District Court in her invasion of privacy trial against the county that cell phone photos shot at the crash scene by deputy and fire captain were visual gossip and viewed for a laugh and had no official purpose. They were shared by deputies playing video games, Lee said. They were shared repeatedly with people who had absolutely no reason to receive them. 
the attorney for the county said that they took the photos and an essential tool for first responders seeking to share information when they thought they might still save lives of the chaotic, dangerous, and hard-to-reach crash scene in the Calabasas Hills of West Los Angeles. Site how, photography is essential, county lawyer said. How those photos never made it, 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 to it, mainstream it's is incredible. Yeah. Because apparently they were really circulating among that community. And it would take... I mean... You know, there is a certain amount of reverence in that because, oh my God! I mean, I'm surprised no one bought them, and just I mean, she's going to win this case. I think so. Yeah, I think so. You have less chance because it didn't go public. It still is a finite group, but you'll win it, because you. They can't prove that that was done for actual purpose. Right. They can say, oh, well, sight and photography is really important. But if you can save lives, you're not taking the time to take the photo. Like, that doesn't right, right, that right. doesn't make sense. Yeah. From everything I've heard, it was very obvious when they arrived at the scene that nobody had survived that. Lee played Juror's uh, security video of an off-duty sheriff's deputy drinking at a bar, showing the photos to the bartender who shakes his head in dismay. The lawyer then showed an image of the men laughing together. Later, Lee described firefighters looking at the the phone photos two weeks later in an awards banquet and showed the jury an animated chart documenting the spread to nearly 30 people. Yeah, it's just, again, I'm, I'm... Stunned that it stopped. Wasn't there an internal memo from the fire department or the police department to its people like, hey, if you've got those photos, delete them? I haven't seen that. But as we just said, them not getting out is basically the defense's argument. During the opening statement, they said jurors, uh, they told jurors the fact that the pictures have not appeared in more than two years showed the leaders and the sheriffs and fire departments did their jobs. Quote, they're not online. They're not in the media. They're not even seen by the plaintiffs themselves. It's, that's not an accident. It's actually a function of how diligent they were. Yeah. It's a weird, complicated case. It is. I mean, you can't even imagine how painful that was for, for her, for her family, to, trying to protect her children. She's she, going to win. She will not win to the degree that she would have won otherwise. Right. That is my guess. She moved on that very quickly mm-hmm. in the days following that accident. Yeah. It's still, I mean, it I mean that's her husband and her daughter. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, I mean, that she she doesn't want those photos out. It's kind of similar to the Dale Earnhardt autopsy photos that, that his widow fought to keep mm-hmm. out of the public realm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been... In a couple of years, but that will that will absolutely go down as one of those moments of where were you at the time? I mean, it will never. It, that. Yeah, yeah. As crazy as that is, but he well, he transcends it enough. Yeah, I know. I mean, Kobe was one of those people that transcended the sport that he played. Not many guys do. Hearing that it happened, realizing that it was real, and Joe Lacava telling Tiger. Those are the three things that I remember from that day. Because you're watching the tournament as they're trying to figure out how to report it yeah. during play. And LaCava waits until Tiger finishes and tells him walking off the green so he doesn't hear somewhere else as it's going. And you can see body language and look. And like there's a visible reaction 
on worldwide television of Tiger hearing the news. Two guys that could understand. Yeah. I mean, Tiger transcends golf in a way. That, yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, of of the, in the modern era, I mean, you're talking Kobe and Michael Jordan and Tiger. I guess Tom Brady. It's a really small list mm-hmm. of people who kind of transcend the sport, maybe even transcend sports. Right. Well, yeah, that's actually more the that there's the crossover into pop culture and life right. and whatever that actually it's is. A, it's a really it. small list. Yeah. So podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com, new flavor available, the uh, lemon and cracked pepper, and it's their six different offering right there out of the bag that you uh, pop in boiling water and shred in less than 10 minutes. Great to feed your kids at night or uh, whatever, you, whenever you need a restaurant-quality meal on the go. Code MPW for $20 off your first order. Again, MPW for $20 off your first order. And they also have available the two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, just like you get at the grocery store, except for higher-quality from the New Orleans-based company. So, again, that's primeshrimp.com, code MPW, and their new flavor, lemon crack pepper. Uh, John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated can help you create a special trip that makes a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services either. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients will save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square, Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. All of that at 306 South Lamar uh, in, uh, in Oxford. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors is serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, she sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Uh, we're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. It's always free of charge for the candidate. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find hard talent, Service specialists can help you as well. Uh, keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. It's CorinthDental.com. Get in touch with them. They'll do a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. They'll show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. They also have 12-month, no-interest, no-down-payment financing available. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. 
Pinpoint sets itself apart with its ability to source off-market opportunities for its investor clients, which maximizes return. For uh, all of your commercial real estate needs, give BB a call at 601-934-5008. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Also, it's a great place to host events. So get in touch with uh, Ben and Hillary Craddock, Susan Walt, Bowers Cohn, and the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Did I miss something about Notre Dame and the Big Ten today? something happen? I haven't uh, seen that. See Grind's comment in the thread. Notre Dame AD says, quote, Big Ten deal with NBC is perfect for Notre Dame. I don't know. Nick Suss and I were having this conversation during the waiting time the other day. If Notre Dame joins the, the Big Ten, I think the SEC's got to respond with something. If Notre Dame Swarbrick, – Swarbrick also this week said that their independence has never been more powerful. Yeah. Quote, unquote. There's a lot more money in them joining the Big Ten. I mean, a significant amount of money to where the point where I think you'd have to at least look into it. Sure. No, Notre Dame to the Big Ten from a brand standpoint becomes – just a monster. I mean, it already is, but I mean, you you start talking about a a brand that has Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, SC. USC, UCLA, Penn State. I mean, that's before you even talk about some of the. I mean, that is also like Nick and I were talking about. Those Big Ten schools are so big, and they have these massive alumni bases: mm-hmm. Illinois, Iowa, Indiana. They're huge schools, man. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. But if Notre Dame happens to join, I think the SEC's got to take a step back and go, all right, what's our next big move? Because you're running out of potential big moves to make. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm I'm trying to – I'm losing out on even what makes sense. Well, I mean, if I'm Notre Dame, at the very least, I want to affiliate with the Big Ten. Well, 100%. I don't that what, seems like a no-brainer to find some sort of hodgepodge yeah, marriage. I, I don't want to – Even aff- though you've been doing that with the ACC before. Yeah, I don't want to I, – I, I'd like to unhitch my wagon and just leave that wagon. Go get a new wagon and hitch it to the Big Ten if that's possible. And if it's not, I'm joining. The ACC just feels like it's been weakened. I don't – this story really means nothing. Um, I just clicked on it in case it was pod fodder. The ESPN has the top 25 most important players for the college football playoff. Again, we're weeks away and they're looking for content. But they've got the – basically, whichever one wins the job, the A&M quarterback number one. And the point being that – says at the end, after a bunch of other words that makes no difference, Jimbo Fisher's recruiting is like a, is, rec- is recruiting like a title contender, but he hasn't figured out how to craft strong quarterback play since Jameis Winston left Florida State in 14. If he gets it this year, A&M's a top-five team and playoff contender. If not, the Aggies might have to settle for more, more losses and potential spoiler status. At some point, that might start to get old. Yeah, this year. There's truth to that now. Yes. They better be damn good, though, if they're a top-five title contender. 
Those are also two different things. You can finish fifth and still have no chance in hell of winning the national title. Um, yeah. No, I'm glad. feels like they're not there yet. They hired him to win national to win national championships, and they are investing in NIL in a way to win national championships. They can protest it all they'd like, and so the pressure is on him to win national championships to compete for national championships. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they expect it this year, but I think they want better than eight and four. Again, they lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and LSU last year. They went two and four in the SEC West. That's not acceptable. Even though one of the wins was was Alabama. I get that he's a known quantity and that you know what to expect and he's the premier player in the country. But if I'm doing the top 25 players to the playoff, I don't see how Bryce Young's not on the list because if he gets hurt, suddenly he's really important to the playoff picture. Like, I, I, that, that, that's a weird list. You've got to at least put Bryce Young on the list. Just tells you what people internally are saying at Alabama. That it just doesn't that matter. The kid behind him is the best quarterback that's ever gone through there. There's a statement. That's what they're saying. Okay. Multiple people who are not wearing crimson colored glasses. A lot of SEC play, uh, quarterbacks on the list, by the way. Jaden Daniels at LSU 25. Although, is he even the starter for sure? I don't know. Anthony Richardson at 24, and I'm already getting sick of Anthony Richardson. Like, I, I have nothing against him. I don't know the guy at all, but it's starting to get on my nerves because I don't even understand, A, his number one draft pick buzz to whatever degree, and then also, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm confused. I don't understand. So what we're getting out of this is that the Ole Miss media hates Anthony Richardson. Is that what we're saying? Do you feel like he's one of the top 25 most important people to the playoff race? No. There's no world where, in my in my mind, Florida's a playoff team. I don't know why we do these lists. Who's legitimately a playoff contender this year? Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. I guess you could say SC, Utah, Clemson. Yeah. Pick a couple of Big Ten, Big 12 teams, and that's it. Maybe Notre Dame. Yeah, if, if a Big 12 team runs that table, then yes. And Notre Dame. So yeah. that's it. So if you don't play for one of those teams, you don't impact the – Well, and some of it's like this guy gets a chance to spoil four games against those teams, okay, like cool. all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Like Spencer Rattler's on the list. When if he beats Georgia? Well, he's not going to, so who cares? Yeah. I mean, like, okay. Again, it's like just – Florida's roster's too flawed to win big, but Richardson's pure potential could derail title hopes for week one opponent Utah or contenders Georgia and A&M. Oh, okay, but we could do that with <laughs> we could do that with so many people. Hendon Hooker, twenty. Is KJ Jefferson on that list? Nope. Is Jackson Dart isn't either. Zach Calzada or TJ Finley on that list? I don't think so. Well, TJ Finley damn near did it last year. The two Alabama wide receivers are ten and nine, Jameer Gibbs and Jermaine Burton. Eli Ricks is on the list. Okay. Well, you can include most of the Alabama roster. Caleb Williams, Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Cade McNamara. Where is he? Michigan quarterback. Oh, that's right. Whoever plays quarterback for Notre Dame. Apparently, they're in a race. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. I'm fine with the Notre Dame quarterback making that list. Yeah, that, we're all good there. I mean, Anthony Richardson's not. And Spencer Rattler, stop. 
those teams are not title contenders in any way. And so if you're going to do the spoiler thing, then you've got to almost list every quarterback that's going to play meaningful snaps against teams like Alabama and Georgia and A&M. But whatever. That's a clickbait thing. It, it Designed it, to make people talk about it, and we just took the bait. That's true. That's a hook right here. It is. Well, um, Braves had a big night from their top prospect, Vaughn Grissom, last night. Called up, and he hit a ball out of Fenway um, in his in his Major League debut. Braves are hot. Well, when they don't play the Mets. Yeah. They're, they're hot when they don't play New York. Um, I mean, look, that thing's kind of – I mean, there's no – playoff race there the Mets are going to win the division and the Braves are going to play one of these teams in the wild card series I mean that's, yeah, the, that's the what's coming playoff race is like Brewers Padres mm-hmm. yeah. what that other thing looks Cardinals like. yeah yeah well because look if you want to spend one TV I mean Braves Padres wild card you'd be all in yeah I mean that'd be that would work yeah you could you can make that happen so where Josh Hader blew a save they ended up winning the game but he blew a save he's Did not he? he's not been his dominant self since the trade um, Sean Watson starting the preseason opener for the Jags. Browns. Yeah, against the Jags. Against the Jags. Yes, okay, correct. Gotcha. So, he's still waiting to see whether he will be suspended longer than the six-game suspension that he was handed Doesn't down. Doesn't it feel like the NFL is like trying to take the high road knowing that the suspension is going to stick at six games so they can ultimately blame the judge? Well, but you could change the suspension length. You can't take the high road when you could just make the rule yourself. No, they have to appeal it, right, to the judge. He can't just come back. I and, thought they got to decide. Oh, no, I thought they had to appeal to a different. Oh, really? I thought Goodell could just make a decision. I don't think so. Really? I think he changed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's true here because it says, um, oh, he says actually, he, okay, never mind. I think you're right. It says uh, the NFL appealed Robinson's ruling that seeks tougher punishment. They've appointed former New Jersey Attorney Attorney General Peter Harvey to hear the appeal, but they can rig the freaking appeal if they want. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, sure. On Tuesday, Goodell told reporters the league is seeking a season-long suspension because the quarterback's actions were egregious and predatory. Predatory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while well, shooting the sixth down, blah, blah, blah. Robinson found that Watson had sexual assault, blah, 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 blah. Cadell said he didn't know when Harvey would make a ruling, though the CBA calls for the appeals process to be expedited. So, okay, good enough. Sounds good. <sighs> uh, we'll talk plenty I, more. I still wonder how Cleveland sells Deshaun Watson. I, I know if he wins, but... But this year they're not winning is what's weird about it. Like, it... You're you're going even if he wins later and like the fans just go I don't care we're winning you're still going through a year of hell yeah at minimum so boy you know they're just sitting there every day going please please today let there be nothing new well, can we get through today with nothing new thank you amen yeah every day more with Ryan Brown to uh, tonight talk to him and uh, whatever else comes up over the course of the evening uh, again Ole Miss uh, football practice today covers rubblegrove.com of that and then Saturday the first of a couple really big scrimmages will be on Saturday morning so coverage of that as well check rubblegrove.com in the meantime participate in the conversation check out the message board and we will talk to you again very soon the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.